spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Friday, baby. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, A lot of this week we have uh, talked about the mayor of Scottsdale turns the water off on Rio Verde foothills. Um, How many houses are out there? We're looking at 2,000 homes nestled just outside the city limits. And, you know, for a while, uh, the mayor of Scottsdale had warned, listen, we're not going to be able to provide you water. Uh, And then all of a sudden, well, yes, he does cut off the water. It's been three weeks. We've had residents um, from this uh, Northeast Valley community uh, who've lost their main source of water. We've had them on the air. Uh, They're talking about how they're showering every few days and taking the laundry, you know, maybe to their parents' house at a different part of town. Their their pool is now only for collecting rainwater. Uh, And there was a meeting today. Uh, The mayor of Scottsdale was there. Uh, and so is our next guest. Let's see if they've got anything done. Joining us now, Arizona State Representative David Cook. Representative, how are you today? Man, I'm doing great. How are you all? We're doing okay. So we've talked about this all week. Uh, I, You know, we've tried to get the mayor of Scottsdale on. He doesn't want to come on. We're glad that you came on. Everybody else we've asked has come on to talk about this. He's trying to skirt the whole issue. You sat down with the mayor of Scottsdale. Is this guy interested at all in a solution? Because everywhere we look... He ain't interested in in nothing when it comes to these guys over in Rio Verde foothills. Well, I don't want to speak ill of the mayor, but uh, we did have a set down together on a meeting that I requested with the stakeholders that I believe hold the solutions, both short term and long term for these residents of Arizona. And, uh, you know, there's some misinformation out there that, you know, the mayor didn't show up today. He did show up today and I sat next to him. And your weather report just said it was like 54 degrees in Scottsdale. Well, it got pretty heated in Scottsdale this morning, but, uh, you know, it cooled back off. And and we proposed a a workable solution, both short-term and long-term, that will cost the city of Scottsdale residents not one drop of water or not one drop of of taxpayer revenue from their city. So we've got a win-win for both the residents of Scottsdale, and we've got a win-win for those residents out in the area. Now we're waiting on government, and so we're waiting on some government agreements. Uh, I, I can just put it this way, that During the meeting and our discussions, um, we realized that everything when you have a body like the city of Scottsdale, you have to have an action by the majority of the body. I am now working with people, and we need four votes on the city of Scottsdale um, city council. And I've asked my staff from the House of Representatives on on my committee side and my assistant to get me appointments with all of the city of Scottsdale elected officials on the city council that will take those meetings with me because I want to hear directly from me what those proposals are and how I believe Scottsdale and them will be in a win-win situation and at no cost to them. Talking to David Cook, Arizona State Representative, we talk about what's going on out there in Scottsdale and and the water crisis, if you will. Uh, so you presented something today. Other people, uh, was anything new presented, or is everybody still presenting the same thing that's been presented before? Because uh, we have on, uh, Galvin talked about the fact that... Uh, Tom Galvin, Tom Maricopa Galvin, County uh, you know, Board of Supervisors. Scottsdale was going to make money off the deal, and nobody would listen to him. I feel like, it, it, I, I keep saying it, I haven't heard from the mayor of Scottsdale. I feel like some of it feels like it's personal well I, I think that i think that's what it was at one point in time in the meeting and i respect the mayor in his elected position 
but he has to respect other people's elected positions as well. And so when, like I said, what we left with today was, and the proposals that are out there, um, no, the proposal that was submitted to the city of Scottsdale today and presented by myself and, and my colleagues and my staff. And also I want to give a big shout out to our attorney general, uh, Chris Mays. She had her staff there with me today. I want to give a shout out to uh, Governor Lewis and the Gila River Indian community who's helping me uh, bring these solutions. So it's not just me as a single person. Not one person can do anything. It takes a team of stakeholders that are willing to solve problems. We have that team together and now we're going to move forward. One thing I would like to say to to the elected officials of Scottsdale is this. I'm going to ask, you're going to get a request from me to meet with you to give you this. And one of the things that we're going to ask for is a 30-day ceasefire moratorium, but to turn the water back on for 30 days while government can get their in-place contracts done. And I go back to what that proposal is. Not one drop of Scottsdale water, not one penny of Scottsdale taxpayer money would they be spending to help these people out as we get the long-term solution in place, which may take up to three years, but it still won't cost them anything. You're a Republican, right? Yes, sir. Look at you working with Democrats, Chris Mays. This is how crap gets done. We talk about this all the yeah. time, Representative. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't want to work with the other side, um, <clears throat> and, and you're working with the other side, and you're actually looking for a solution. And I applaud you for that, because a lot of times we bring people on, they just don't want to work with anybody. Uh, so I applaud you for that. It's You're trying to get something done, uh, and it's not just with members of your own party. We're not yeah, used to that. Exactly. <laughs> now, now Senator, Senator John Cavanaugh was also there today. Good. But what, what kind of the confusing part of it was, this started with the request from me with the stakeholders I put together to have a set down with the mayor to, to roll out our plan. Well, when we arrived at the city hall... Um, we were met at the door. We were treated very well. But then we were told, well, the mayor wants to meet with Representative Cook and his staff. Then the mayor wants to meet with Senator Kavanaugh. Then the mayor wants to meet with the county supervisor. And I'm like, no, you know, th- this is my meeting. So we whittled it down a little bit. Mm. I said, I'm not going anywhere without the attorney general's office because in Title IX, and, and in fact, I just had a phone call conversation, uh, conference call with uh, Representative Andy Biggs who's back in D.C., and and remember, Andy Biggs came from the state legislature. He was the Senate president, and that's what I do is reach out to people that know. And I say, Andy, you know, Congressman, in Title IX, there's this section, and he said, absolutely. And I said, well, I said, what was the intent of that when you all did that? He said, well, municipalities should not be allowed to turn off water to people that they are servicing outside of their city limits. That's the statute on the books now. Yeah. Now you understand why I reached out to the attorney general's office, right? As a partner, yeah. let's find a workable solution. Hmm. Follow me? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, well, uh, well, hey, hey uh, uh, David Cook, we have one quick question from you. Uh, schools, are you going to get rid of this cap? Are we going to get this thing done? you got about 30 seconds. Okay. I believe that we will see the bill that I introduced, the AEL expenditure limit, move not this coming week, but the week after. We are a few votes short on our Republican side. I hope that we get there. Uh, I believe we're going to get there. And as soon as we wrap up the votes that we need up on our side, uh, week after next, I'm, I'm very hopeful. I talked to the chairman of education, and we'll get that bill moving in the House.
And the last thing about the water, you need four votes from the Scottsdale City Council and you're a go on turning the water back on long term and yeah. short term. Yes, a 30-day moratorium while we get the contracts and the the written documents in place to where we can have the short-term fix, which is allowing water already through the system, new water coming through that system, not Scottsdale water. And then the long-term is, is, uh, haven't got word on the court comm hearing today, we have to expand the utility area, service area, for a utility company to service that area before we can do anything and get Scottsdale out of the water business, and that's what I want to help them do. And is a Scottsdale mayor just a pain in the rear end? You know, uh, I think the Scottsdale is... Uh, we'll take that as yes. Well, I mean, listen, we... You just say yes. What, what politics is we ought to stay out of name-calling, keep it above board and not demonize each other, but set down and work out solutions for the people. He's difficult, though, isn't he? He was a little difficult this morning, but we found a a common ground, I believe, and that's how we were able to move forward. All right, Arizona State Representative David Cook, be in touch. We'll be in touch. I hope you can get this done. Good for you for calling the meeting. Hopefully you can get this this done, turn the water back on. appreciate your time. We're very optimistic. Thank you, guys. Great. All right, he needs four votes from the Scottsdale City Council. Is he difficult? And mm-hmm. silence says a lot right there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's one reason or another that the mayor of Scottsdale did not want to have anything to do with a solution for Rio Verde Foothills. Because it sounds like they're throwing a, a, a similar things back at him. And he is. Well, is, is so. well uh, Tom Galvin, who we had on yesterday from Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, he, he put a plan together that was going to make Scottsdale money. Yeah. Now that plan. And gone? the guy said no. So now the plan from Cook is, hey, listen, short term, long term, it'll take no, we'll take no water from you and no money from you. And if you're the mayor of Scottsdale, the only reason you wouldn't do that is because you, you put oh, any name you want in there. There, there you go. There, it's there you personal. Go. Yeah. You've got a business interest, whatever right, yeah. you want to say at that point. Yeah. All right. So there seems to be some movement. Good. Good. It's about time, right? Coming up next, uh, the Super Bowl. It's going to be played in Glendale February 12th. Uh, which annoying fan base would you hate to see invade the Valley? That's coming up next, the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, go to KTAR.com on the right side of the page. Chad, you'll see it. My gorgeous face. I'm just going to say it. My gorgeous face. Right, Becky Lynn? You see it right All side of the page. All that work you've had uh, done. Absolutely. I need some work done. Again, I've been talking about Botox for how long? I'm ready to go. It's bizarre. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the big Q. Here's what I've got. The Super Bowl will be played in Glendale on February 12th. Actually, I think this picture, they did the airbrushing stuff. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl, February 12th, Glendale, Arizona. Which annoying fan base would you hate to see invade the Valley for the big game? So let's run it down. Cowboys fans. Eagles fans, Giants fans, 49ers fans. So I kept it all in the NFC. Because if you look at the AFC, are Chiefs fans really bad? How about the Jags? The Jags? Do they even have any? Yeah, they do. They don't have any fans. Yeah, they Who have else is in the more. playoffs? Uh, well, you've got the, the, the Bills, Bills and the Bengals. 
But yeah, I mean, you can root for the Bills. The Bills fans are awesome. Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. So the I Bengals put, fans, man, they just love the fact that they're in the playoffs a couple years in a row. This is going back to the late 90s. Yeah, so I put the worst of the worst. I put the top four. Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, or Giants. Which fan base, Chad, do you think is number one by far? Cowboys. Cowboys fans, 65%. Yeah. All right. And um, you know my thought process. I don't. Which is bring the cowboy fan here and fleece them for all the money you can get. Oh, that's right. You can right. Airbnb them for twenty five gazillion dollars, right? Because they got big hair and lots of money, <laughs> oil money, baby. Yeah, it's true. Uh, a lot of people are going to be renting out their house. Yeah, for uh, Phoenix Open and uh, the Super Bowl. See, that's the other thing. Most too. bang for your buck if you get the Cowboys to come out. Yeah, yeah. Now think about this: yeah. the cowboy fans are going to be drunk at the Phoenix Open. Okay. That's going to be a double whammy. Yeah, that's true. So, but the, yeah. because of the all the people coming for the Phoenix Open, you're going to be able to charge even more of a premium because the Super Bowl, the Phoenix. Oh my lord! Sorry, folks. It's going to be fourteen thousand dollars this week for this house. Yeah, I'll pay it there, Shunny. <laughs> Cowboys fans come in at number one. Niners second. Eagles third, and the Eagles Giants fans though. fourth. Just out of obnoxiousness. But again, you're going to deal with New York and New Jersey folks uh, coming in for the Super Bowl. You want Jersey housewives walking around with the uh, Phoenix Open? I mean, you know, I'm just saying. But, you know, I will say this. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys. I root against the Cowboys. I was I, I was raised a Giants fan, so I personally don't like the Cowboys or the Eagles whatsoever. But if you want to talk about... Um, we know the Eagles fans from Philadelphia. They're easily the most rude fans in the world, but they are passionate, and you got to give them some credit. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals fans. Most of us are, you know, are not really from Arizona. And the reason they call this, it the Manassas because we're going to fly by it. <laughs> <laughs> this team didn't start here in no. Arizona. They don't have the roots here, even though they've been here since the '80s. It's always hard and to you, like it, the Cardinals. It's generational too, because yeah. how many people were tra- this was a this was a transition state for a lot of people. They come here, they work for a little bit, they go somewhere else. Yeah. Now you've got uh, we're working second to third generation of people really born and raised here. You build a better fan base that way. Yeah. But as long as you got sunshine and other things to do, yeah, you're not. Not going to be as passionate yeah, about the people on the East stuff. Coast. But it's true. Yeah, if we got other stuff to do, it's like ah, uh, Lakers suck tonight. That's what you say. Well, so yeah. what? I go here. I go to the beach. I can do this yeah. here. Like we can go golfing, right? Yeah. You know, we're going to go do this. Here's got- the thing: if you live here and you're a Cowboys fan, you're going to raise your kid to be a Cardinals fan or a Cowboys fan. Yeah, it's a Cowboys fan. Our daughter married a Cowboys fan, which I'm not in love with. I love him. I don't love the fact that he loves the Cowboys. But if they have a little boy or little girl. Guess what fan base they're going to be part of? Cowboys. It won't be the Cardinals. No, Cowboys. It'll be the Cowboys. Easily. Plus, the other thing is, you look here, too. You win a couple Super Bowls, Which they haven't done since when. But still, huh. how many more do they have than the Cardinals? Everybody has more. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, my team will be the Bills. I'd like to see the Bills win the whole thing. I think that'd be great. If you're asking me what the best Super Bowl would be, probably the Cowboys versus the Chiefs. That would be on fire. I think the 49ers versus the Chiefs. Might be a better game, but the Cowboys bring in the swag. Well, they do bring in the swag. And it's the Cowboys. Well, the, or the Bills, too, because they bring in the Bills Mafia. Travels. I know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's the Gatos Big Q poll question of the day. Right side of the page. Coming right up, side of the page. Coming up right now, uh, in just a moment, we're going to hold up the headlines. Well, what does that mean? It means that Becky Lynn's got the headlines. But you and I are going to interrupt. We're going to react to the day's top stories next. Arizona's news station. News station. 
KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. Here's Becky Lynn. Executions are being halted in Arizona as the governor works with the attorney general to review the process. Governor Katie Hobbs is appointing an independent commissioner to look into the Department of Corrections lethal injection drug and gas chamber process, execution protocols and staffing concerns, including training and experience. We just want to make sure the practices are um, sound and that we don't end up with uh, botched executions like we've seen recently. In the meantime, Attorney General Chris Mays is pausing all requests for warrants of execution and is withdrawing the only upcoming warrant of execution. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Huh? How about this? You keep the executions going and uh, you do the study and all the the, the information. Why don't we the... study well, this one goes, under yeah. your watch? And why is Governor Hobbs talking about recently? When is the when's what's recently? I think when she's you talking about that elect- first one where they had it put botched. it in. I know. It was not botched last year. No. Okay. But you could consider one being botched eight years ago because we went for eight years without having an execution in Arizona. I remember being on the air. You remember that, Becky Lynn? We're on the air, yep, right? I and do. this And we're waiting for this guy to die, and it's taken forever. And I said, well, you know, let's wake him up and ask him if he's in pain. Nobody wanted to do that. I thought it was a good suggestion. <laughs> but it took a couple hours. The guy died. We move on How with many our hours lives. was it? It was a long time, right? It, it was, was like, several hours. Yeah. It was a couple hours, but he was fine. Well, I mean, if I find he was I mean, dead. The end of, dead. Well, that's the goal. That's it. If the goal is for you no longer to be living, it worked. Okay, and you got to do it quicker. I totally get yeah, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally get that. That was the point. Yeah, you don't want to botch an execution. But guess what? Last year we had three executions. We didn't botch a single one of them. So I don't know what Governor Hobbs is talking about. When did we recently botch an, ex- an execution? Because what it took, they had to. It took a little bit longer to find. So uh, what? Uh, that that's not a botched execution. No, no. What they're talking about is they went in the groinal area to put some sort of a of a of a needle or something, and it was a bit uncomfortable. But that is that. But we looked it up and we talked to an expert. That is all in the rules. You absolutely can do that during an execution. Yeah, what do we say? Well, the, so uh, if we can't get a needle into you, we're just not going to execute you, even though you've been convicted because we can't find the right. That's silly. We're holding up the headlines. KTAR Eyes on Education. A top Republican legislator emphasizes a bill to lift the aggregate expenditure limit for schools will get passed, but it will take some time. Senate President Pro Tempore T.J. Shope says the legislative process is designed to be transparent, not fast. There will be a bill. It'll be heard in committees. It'll be vetted, and then it'll be voted on by the chambers. School districts have stressed the urgency to get this done so they don't lose out on nearly $1.4 billion this school year, lawmakers have until March 1st to take some action. Shope supports lifting the spending limit, but is against repealing it, which would require voter approval. Yeah, we just uh, talked to David Cook, right? And he said that the, there are a few votes shy, and they think they can get some done here in the next few, what, next, not next week, but maybe the week after. It's, it's going to take some time. And if you work together, because I think most Republicans want to get this done, I think it's do you want to just, do we want to raise it or do we want to uh, try to repeal it? We're holding up the headlines. KTAR News.
Water Watch. After weeks without a reliable water source, one lawmaker is hopeful that rural community Rio Verde foothills could have short and long-term solutions soon. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live in the news center with the story. Rebecca's State Representative David Cook says he met with Scottsdale officials today to discuss Rio Verde foothills water. Cook tells KTAR the short-term solution would involve finding an outside water source. For example, the Gila River Indian community has stepped up with their Colorado River allocation that they have the rights to and have offered up the acre feet of water needed to bridge this gap. Then he's proposed using Scottsdale's water infrastructure to deliver the outside water. He stresses there are still discussions to be had, but he's optimistic. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. I think it all comes down to the evil mayor of Scottsdale. Everybody we've talked to said this guy doesn't want to move on any solution. Over and over again, people have given him a solution to get water out to Rio Verde foothills um, from uh, the Maricopa County Board of uh, Supervisors. Uh, we talked to Tom Galvin. He had a, a couple options like a year ago. We just got off the phone a few minutes ago David Cook. with David Cook, Arizona State Representative. He's got a whole bunch of options for uh, the Scottsdale mayor. It seems like just Scottsdale mayor is not a very good guy. Doesn't really care. That's the way I seems to be going on, and we don't know what it is. But they said today, uh, while the temperature was outside was cool, inside there it definitely rose a bit. So uh, it feels personal, and uh, it it, feels like he's enjoying turning the water off on people. Maybe enjoys the fact that people are talking about. I'm just going to say it. It feels like he enjoys the power of turning the water off on people. I'm I'm sorry. That's what it sounds like to me. After talking about this for a week, that's what it sounds like to me. He's a coward. He won't come on the air with us. We've asked him many times and he almost skirted out in the meeting today it sounds like he doesn't care about people or he enjoys the power right right he has and he's enjoying the notoriety and everybody paying attention all right we're holding up the headlines arizona may not have to wait much longer for federal leaders to visit the border the southern border governor katie hobbs says she is working out details now for a border visit from u.s secretary of homeland security alejandro mayorkas after the two spoke last week how many times do we have to bring mayorkas to the border to tell him it's broken yeah Talk about a guy that, first of all, he's desperate because they're going to impeach him, and he should be impeached. He should get because fired. Because one of the things, and you and I touched on it yesterday, we were off the air. Yeah. That guy will say, there's no crisis here, and then off the mic, he goes, this place is a mess. It's a crisis, and he gets caught in a hot mic, and then he denies it. He needs to go, but it's good that she's at least getting him to come out here or somebody. Mm. I think that it'd be easier for us to just pick the border up and move it to D.C. <laughs> We're holding up the headlines. Well, it's a good thing someone's coming because there's been a huge surge in smuggling at the border of late. Of eggs. The culling of flux due to widespread bird flu is a big part of the reason egg prices have been skyrocketing. Up 60% in December, says the government, now averaging $4.25 a dozen. But with eggs significantly less expensive in Mexico, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has seen an increase in eggs being brought across the border. Oh, Customs are reminding Americans that uncooked eggs are prohibited from Mexico into the U.S. First-time egg smugglers have been fined $300, <laughs> but repeat offenders could incur penalties up to $10,000. Dave Packer, ABC News. Hey, hey, I got a dozen, man. If you're doing good, I get you two dozen, but it's going to cost you. None are broke. Yeah, I get. It's like, remember, what is it like selling Lucy's on the streets? You know, somebody's selling it. What? Like, I get, I get you one egg, but that's it. I get you one egg. God, it's crazy how expensive eggs are. I like to make a statement on the air Please live do. right now at three thirty-eight and ten seconds, the Greater Phoenix area. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will not be eating a smuggled egg. I don't know where it's how been. How would you know it's been, not just, been smuggled? I know where my eggs come from. 
I'm not saying they fell off a truck. I'm not right. No, I, they would be broken. I am not. Well, wink, wink. You know I'm not I mean. eating a smuggled egg. That's what I don't you know said. what's on it. I don't know where it came from. I'm not eating a smuggled egg. All right, that's it for holding up the headlines every day at three thirty. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, add some snark. That's how we snark. roll. Snark. Uh, let's see. Coming up, uh, no more whacking people in Arizona with the death penalty. We push the pause button. Why? We're going to talk about it. Plus, uh, is an is an economic reality about to eliminate your job next? Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. Ah, the Gators and Chad Show were pretty much the most awesome thing, as you guys already know. The podcast called the Gators and Chad Show Podcast. Get it? We're great podcasts available. And don't forget, iPhone, Android, you can subscribe. Gators and Chad Show Podcast. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty. East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com, higherprice.com. Uh, I've been seeing something in the news the last few days, and it is the cutting of jobs. And I'm wondering, is an economic reality about to hit and some folks are going to lose their jobs? And is it the start of a recession? That's Yeah. Now, some of the things, though, and I I want everybody everybody starts thinking, oh, my God, my job's gone to to tomorrow. Microsoft overhired. They 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 planned out for 18 to 24 months thinking that the 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 entire, you know, back in office and all that stuff uh, is going to be gone. So they overhired in some ways. Salesforce guy said we overhired. We we hired way too many. But Google today, they they're in trouble for a different reason. And you know why? Because of chat chat GPT, which is terrifying for them. Yeah. So but there are ways to protect yourself. First of all, if you make money for the company, you're pretty much... You're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere, right? Uh, If you are part of the big finances, HR department at this point in time, you're pretty safe. Now, who's at risk? Event planners. That's Why is that? Uh, Why all of a sudden are event planners out of business? Well, you know, the people that like, you know, normally, well, and I think part of that is they tried to keep them on through the, what was it, through COVID, and they're not, we're still not doing the things we used to do. You hmm. know, we're not having the big party still, you know, we're just kind of, uh, the other things benefit employees. Uh, so uh, that's, you know, it's time to get tight. They look for stuff. New initiative employees where they thought, we're going to try some new stuff. When they tighten the belt, they tend to go, we know, we're going to stick with what we know. Yeah. And contract workers is also a place. So if you're just somebody who is like, we're going we're gonna to keep the employees, we're going to get rid of you because usually contract workers charge more. Right, so because they don't have any benefits in some cases, so they charge more. So you may get three hundred bucks an hour as a big time programmer guy, where the other people may be getting a hundred thousand dollars a year. That guy's going to go. I'm telling you, I'd like to just get this recession over with because you know what? Talking about it and waiting for it uh, hurts the stock market. It makes Google say, well, we'll cut 10,000 jobs just in case. It makes Microsoft say, you know what? We'll probably do the same. Probably, Maybe you're right, Chad. They they overhired, but still, they got rid of, what was it, 10,000 jobs? I'd like to just get this little recession that they say is going to be little. I'd like to get it out of the way. I know that's a really weird I think way a lot of looking of people at would. it. And, yeah. you know, uh, Let it hit. It's not going to be 2008. Not even close. It's like that slap fight. You know the slap's <laughs> coming. You just don't know how hard it's going to be and when it's going to arrive exactly. Yeah, you don't know what the pain is going to look like in, in the end. 
But it's like it's the waiting that 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 makes people nervous. It's the waiting that makes Wall Street nervous. It's the it's, it's the, the waiting. uncertainty. Yeah, the uncertainty that makes Google say, "Hey, you know what? Forty eight hours after Microsoft announced a uh, plans to cut ten thousand jobs, we're going to do the same thing." Uh, it says Amazon. Amazon's cut. They've cut they've a lot cut of stuff, too. and 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 Google's got a couple different things going on with Google, but. This is and this is the tech world. There's plenty of jobs in other places that are available. How many people are going to go out and rush to get them? I mean, again, the service industry is wide open. Right. If you want. But if you're and if you're a great programmer, you're not going anywhere. And if you lost your job yesterday as a great programmer at Microsoft, first of all, you probably got a nice payout. Secondly, you probably have 50 different companies ready to hire you. But it's weird. It's like there are so many jobs out there. Everyone seemed at one point to be hiring. I don't know how good those jobs were either. Well, that's just it. Just because there's 10 million jobs doesn't mean they're good jobs. Correct. But now it's like there's some places that are cutting back and they're just waiting for, you know, the other shoe to drop. And they're waiting for, well, it will be a recession. And we talked to economists. And economists have told us some say some, we're in a recession. Some sometime say we've this kind year, of been through right? a recession. Some say one's coming. Uh, How do you define a recession? Because I define the recession when people start getting fired. Fired I is, is the big thing. Yeah, I understand that it's two consecutive uh, down quarters. Yeah, I understand that in negative territory, it, it, but that and which is the definition of it. And it is. but again. It was also a time where we went through COVID, so it's hard to, this is a new weird thing, but the fear of losing your job or the loss of your job is kind of the way people really look at that other part of recession, because we may have a bunch of, we, you know, we could have five quarters in a row that are down, but people still might not be losing their gigs. Correct. Yeah. Because we've got low unemployment. We've got historic low Or we could have a situation where our economy's booming, but people are getting laid off. I mean, at this point, because it's such a weird time. It is weird. There are people that still have plenty of money. Uh, the COVID money that, that was sent, that kind of screwed up the economy, too. We put out that too much money. Hyperinflation, like everybody right. said it was going to be. Hey, right. the first time was fine. The 28th time, I don't think we sent money out to be. Okay. So 2023, the, the good things are gas prices are low. Um, Mine have gone up, actually. Yeah, but they're still low compared to four or five bucks. Well, I, let's just hope that China. I mean, it sounds horrible that they, but they've they've unleashed the beast this week, and Which they've opened what? everything up again. They're going to start consuming uh, oil and gas like they were okay. pre-COVID, which could put a. Uh, be thankful it's a it's a nice winter in Europe too because that has helped. All right, coming up next, coming up, Arizona. We've paused executions. Why? I'll tell you. Stick around.